WBSM presents Spooky South Coast with your hosts, Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. Good evening. Welcome to Spooky South Coast. I am Tim Weisberg. With me is the silent assassin, Matt Costa, and science advisor, Matt Moniz. We'd like to say, first of all, happy holidays, everybody, no matter what holiday you celebrate, even if it's Arbor Day. You know, we'll just get on the on the ball early. And speaking of early, it's another primetime edition of Spooky South Coast. Normally, we are on the air from 10 to midnight every Saturday night. But because of NFL football, we're here a little bit early uh, this week and next week as well. And we're going to get right into the topic tonight because, uh, for those who don't know, Spooky South Coast is a program where we talk about the paranormal. And one of the most recognizable shows about the paranormal uh, at least in today's television landscape, is Ghost Hunters. We have two of the cast members of Ghost Hunters. They are investigators with the Atlantic Paranormal Society. We have Lisa Duallaby and Donna LaCroix joining us. They have a new initiative that they've started called the Divas of Darkness. We're going to talk to them about that, so let's get right into that conversation. Hey, good evening. How are you Hi. doing? Good. How are you? All right. I want to thank all you guys for inviting us to be on your show tonight. We're really psyched to be here. And Merry Christmas to everybody out there, and Happy Hanukkah. And uh, don't forget Arbor Day. And Arbor Day. No, that's still, Arbor Day. still a while off. <laughs> so now everybody knows uh, you guys, everybody that's a fan of the paranormal, that's interested in the paranormal, they know the show Ghost Hunters. But you've started something a little bit different uh, in, in the paranormal field, and that's the Divas of Darkness. What did you create this organization for? The Divas of Darkness was spawned out of the idea from Paula, uh, Lisa, and I as a way to kind of inspire women who want to get into the field to uh, get into the sciences and get strong and just realize that not it's not only a boys' club, it's also a girls' club, too. And one of our main reasons for forming the group right now was to promote our calendar, our 2007 limited edition calendar, um, that will raise money for breast cancer research. So, you know, we wanted to do, we had two objectives, one to sell the calendar and also to get women, you know, aware that we have this formation going and we're, we're here to encourage and inspire other women who want to get into the field. I mean, in your experiences, uh, you, you work with two, you know, great guys when it comes to dealing with the paranormal, Jason Haas and Grant Wilson. But in your experiences and, and what you've seen in other groups, do you feel that women aren't taken as seriously as men in the paranormal field? Well, I mean, just for example, um, I can't. I can't make a general sweeping statement about all paranormal groups. Obviously, I haven't, you know, been in a whole lot. It just just tapped actually. But you know, as you see on the show, um, most of the women are, are sort of, and I say this in a respectful manner, are sort of reduced to just you know showing them screaming or you know getting scared and and nodding, a lot of nodding their heads a lot. <laughs> yes, nodding their heads a lot in complimentary <laughs> fashion. And, you know, what, what the fans and the viewers don't realize and what they don't see is all the great intellectual and philosophical and theoretical ideas that are left on the cutting room floor that Lisa and I will have or Paula and I will have or, or one of us will have with another male member. So, you know, it, it kind of projects a, the boys' club image on TV, and we want people to know that we're not just these ornament females who are just kind of stuck in the show. 
um, you know, doing all the screaming and, and being the damsels in distress, that we are all very strong women. We all are very opinionated. We study the paranormal. And um, we'd like to encourage other women to get out there, too. Well, and all three of you are involved in the sciences in your regular daily lives as well, uh, in different forms. And, and do you find that female scientists as a whole, uh, this is something that, you know, the respect factor is harder to earn? It is harder to earn for a woman, yes. Um, it's always been like that, I think. But women are up and coming now, you know. Um, they're educated just like men. They're intelligent. They're strong. And, and like Donna said, that's one of the reasons we want to promote this calendar is to, to inspire other women to go ahead. And if they have, you know, something that they really love to do, if they have a passion or if they have something they're really interested in, to go ahead and do that and try to get into the forefront of their field. And, and for, just so people can know, how can they order the calendar if they're interested? Well, they can go directly to www.darknessofdivas.net. Divas of Darkness. Divas. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, get my, I get my website mixed up. Divasofdarkness.net, N-E-T, not com, net. Um, they can also go to one of our MySpaces as well, either Paula, Lisa, or, or I's MySpace. Uh, we also have a Divas of Darkness MySpace, which is, you know, myspace.com backslash Divas of Darkness. And, of course, they're all linked up through our MySpace and our website, SpookySouthCoast.com as well, so that people can find it there. And please order this calendar. Now, you guys sign each calendar that, that's purchased? Yes, that's right. Each of us have signed the calendar, um, and they're numbered. And they'll be sent out. And 15% of the net profits for each calendar is going to the Breast Cancer uh, Research Fund. And is that something that you chose uh, just at random, or there, is there a reason why you chose that particular charity? Or, Well, we had talked about we wanted to donate to a worthy cause, and breast cancer is a killer of mothers, daughters, mm-hmm. aunts, sisters. You know, it's, it's one of the leading causes of death um, from cancer with women. And we felt that as though education is key, awareness is key for this cause. And um, myself, personally, I just had a, a scare where there was a potential that I could have had that disease. I was lucky enough where my tests all came back negative, but it really opened my eyes, and, and, and the girls have also had similar circumstances where they've had brushes with things like that, and we wanted to bring that to the forefront and make sure that women were aware that this could happen to them. And, and is it something that uh, you see an opportunity to use your position as, I mean, let's face it, you guys are TV stars now. I mean, aside from the paranormal research and, and the work that you do in that field, you're also on television, and that lends a lot of weight to causes that you want to focus into. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we definitely wanted to use this time and opportunity and, and this status to do something good, to make people aware of the messages that we think they need to know. And, um, you know, we're all women in the age group for breast cancer, and uh, when we had actually gotten together and not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, I had a conversation, and it just freaked us out how many of our friends and family were afflicted by breast cancer. We said, we've got to do something, and we should really do it now. Now that we have the opportunity, we are in the spotlight. You know, what better way than to, to use this for a forum to get across the message? So, you know, you got to remember, this idea was, you know, an idea that came over breakfast no more than two weeks ago. So we, we put this calendar literally together in two weeks' time. Um, and we're really hoping for a great response. So far, we've had an overwhelming, overwhelming response. And it, it is a limited edition. There's still some left. But, uh, you know, we, our main thing is to get the message out there. Even if we can just get people to think about breast cancer awareness, we, we feel like we've done our job. 
And and Lisa, it helps to have a photographer in the family too when you're trying to throw it together quickly, right? It really does. Um, Ray took a lot of the pictures um, in the calendar. Also, uh, Donna's very good friend Don Harrison took some pictures in there. Um, there's also even one from Dustin, who's also on the show. He took one of the pictures that's in the calendar. Uh, my husband did the graphic design along with Chris Rutherford, and they did a fantastic job in very little time. And all of us actually really pulled together as a team, and we made this work. And, and I think that's what being in a group is all about. And, and we, you know, with the Divas of Darkness, we all kind of formed our own little team, and we really pulled together, and it, it came together so well. We're all so proud. Now, coming together so quickly, do you, what are some of the plans that you have in the future for Divas of Darkness? Do you, do you want to take it out into the schools and maybe give lectures to, to students? or? I would love, I mean, we haven't really thought too, too far into the future because this just came at a time, like I said, two weeks ago, and we wanted to get this up and running. Um, but we certainly have tossed around the ideas of going into schools and doing lectures and doing seminars, but especially encouraging young women who are, are going to college and thinking about the sciences and maybe a little bit intimidated uh, for them to realize that, you know, this is a woman's world just as much as it is a man's world. I mean, we're certainly not raw-burning feminist by any means, but we want to kind of break the glass ceiling, especially in the paranormal field where there seems to be a lot of men out there who are kind of in control of the groups, and a lot of women are kind of, you know, in the, in the background not knowing how to use equipment and maybe a little bit intimidated by it. So we're hoping to kind of spread the word that, hey, you know what, if we can do it, you know, so can you. You know, you can get out there, too, and we're here to encourage those women and help them on their way. And, and if you ever want to do anything in our area, in the spooky South Coast area, we can certainly uh, help get you into schools or into some of these uh, civic organizations around here to help spread the word because we totally support what it is that you're saying. We uh, we have seen you know some of these groups that do relegate the women to the clerical work. You know, well you can work in the office, you can handle this, and you can do the <laughs> interviews, and we're going to be the ones that are out running around at midnight in the middle of a you know deserted factory because that's the dangerous stuff. So right, yeah, that's not going to fly with us. Exactly, no. right. <laughs> it never has, and you know what? It never will. I mean, we are just as much able to walk into a, the creepiest, spookiest place just like the guys are. Uh, you don't see too much of that on TV because we're, we're pretty much in the background. But, you know, that's entertainment, and that's, you know, that's the way things kind of fly in the show. But in real life, um, we're, we're pretty brave women, and we want to encourage other women to, to feel that way and to see us as role models, not as, you know, just kind of ornaments, like I said, on the show. All right, well, I think we have a call for you. If you have a call for Donna and Lisa from TAPS and the Divas of Darkness, you can give us a call, 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500. Let's go to the phones here. Good evening, you're on Spooky South Coast. Do you have a question for the Divas? Hi. I was wondering how I could get one of the Charlie's Angels calendars for 2007. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have Charlie's Angels on tonight? Are they there? Yeah, they're here. Are you the Bosley to their to their uh, to their Charlie's Angels? Well, no, but I'd like to be. <laughs> Are they looking for a Bosley? I think I know who this is. You know who is it? Um, could it be Keith Johnson? Yes. How did you guess? I know that voice anywhere. You must be psychic. Oh, I must be. This, this, this is actually the, this is Keith's role in the show. We actually have him on staff. He calls people and surprises them. Keith, very good to hear from you, man. How are you guys doing, you we're gals? We're doing really good. We're really doing good. And like, like we were just talking about, we pulled together to make this calendar, and we want to make people aware of uh, breast cancer, and we're raise, trying to raise money for, 
for the research and you know we're also trying to band together as women to encourage other women to get into the paranormal and not feel intimidated by uh by what they see on tv necessarily being led by you know all guys it, it is you know it, it can be a potentially dangerous situation obviously you know that keith um, yes but your wife is right there alongside with you. Yes, I, I'm a little prejudiced because I'm married to a uh, female paranormal investigator. And she say, happens to be a very intelligent, strong woman. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And I admire what you three ladies do, too. Aw, Keith, thank you so much. So you are you going to buy I've... a calendar? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I... Right. You know, I've seen what goes on behind the scenes, too, and I, I'd say you, you three are very, very courageous, and I've never seen you uh, shirk from any situation or run from any situation yet. So. Not, not like Brian or Tango, right? <laughs> no. Uh, well, we love them, too. <laughs> they, 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 they know when to run. They don't run all the time. They just run when it comes time to run. I don't blame them. Well, right. that depends who they're in back of. They might, you know, do a little piggyback thing there. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, Keith. Well, thank you for checking in with us. And Thanks, uh, you Keith. And, you and yours have a great holiday. We will. And God Happy bless holidays, you Happy holidays, Keith. God bless you, Keith. Right, Bye-bye. We, we Bye. have another call here. Good evening, our Spooky South Coast. How are you doing? You have a question for the Divas? Hi, guys. No, I just wanted to support the Divas. Oh. How are you? It's me. Hi. What's your name? It's me and Eagles Angel. She is one of our uh, most dedicated listeners. Uh, she helps us out a lot w on our message board, and she runs a live chat room for us during the show. And uh, she is probably the uh, definition of a strong-willed female investigating the paranormal. Well, I'm so glad to meet you and, and talk to you. Thank well, it's you. great talking to you guys. I love what you're doing. I saw that on MySpace, and I said, I have to repost this message because that's just great that you guys are coming forward. And, I mean, you're not only representing the paranormal you're helping a great cause out there i know women who have lost breast to breast cancer and i really i can't commend you guys for enough for us paranormal women out there thank you we so really much. appreciate that thank you so much for calling in and letting us know that it's great to get the encouragement and support from everybody it is i think i think that you could not get enough support for what you're doing I thank you so excellent. much i mean Women in the paranormal are really coming forward, and it, it's great to see that. Um, I'm actually working on founding Whaling City Ghosts. Like, we don't have enough ghosts here in New Bedford, but, <laughs> um, you know, it really is great to see women out there doing positive things. And, I mean, the paranormal field is just becoming more mainstream here in America, and it's just great to see that. And Great to see women promoting it. I, I'm really proud of you guys. Well, we applaud your efforts, too, certainly. I mean, you're helping us out, and we're helping you out, and we, we definitely want to get to a point where, you know, we see a lot of women leaders in the field, and we see them leading groups and forming their own groups and, and having conferences and, um, and, and leading the way in lectures. I mean, that's, you know, that's our hope. We just want, we want to make sure that women are not intimidated by this field because it can be intimidating, as, as any new science or emerging science can be. Um, and, and nothing against the male fans out there at all. You know, we love you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, it, sometimes math and science and physics, it's a little bit intimidating for women. Um, but it doesn't need to be because we are just as capable. We are. Have, have that's, that's a funny thing because someone had said that on the message board at Spooky South Coast, and I said, you know, it's happening all around. Women are entering male-dominated fields and being accepted nowadays. Mm -hmm. it's, 
you know, women are getting into everything nowadays. I'm in a male field. I'm an auto damage appraisal. You know, that is a male-dominated field. Oh, I took the test with two other women, <laughs> you know. Wow. So it's like we are out there. We're mainstreaming, and, you know, this is the turn of the world. It's it's a good That's thing. Right. You know, we're just as capable. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Paul is a research scientist. You know, she works with men all day long, and she's, she's a, you know, the top of her class as far as being in that field. She's, she's smart. She's savvy. She knows exactly what she's doing, and, you know, she's just as good at it as any man would be. The only thing is we don't get the pay they get yet. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we're working on that, though. Because well, we are working on that. We, we here, the Spooky Crew, we're not just, we're not just playing up because we have, like, three women on the phone with us right now. We're not just playing this up. We know women are smarter than us. You're just scared, so, right? At least, at least in our three particular cases. As the old Grateful Dead song goes, women are smarter. Exactly. <laughs> no, hey, but, I'm with you there. You know, I, I, I just want to encourage all the women out there, all the young girls who aspire to get into this field or any science, that you know they absolutely can do it. They they should have the encouragement, and, and they absolutely do have the encouragement and support of us. And, and that's what Divas of Darkness is about. And Divas of Darkness is sort of a little bit of play on words. I mean, we... We certainly don't consider ourselves diva-like. We are probably the most down-earth Anti-diva. <laughs> We're the anti-divas, definitely. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? Because I've seen you guys on TV, and you really seem down-to-earth. That's what I like about all of you. Thank you are you. involved in the research. You are involved in getting to know these ghosts. It's, you know, yeah. you can't say you guys are divas. You guys are down-to-earth. No, we, uh, you know, we, we all share the same bathroom. You know, we all have burping <laughs> contests. You know, I mean, we're not even. <laughs> that could be a whole other show unto itself. I was going to say, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's just it's a cute plan words I think it'll, it'll, it'll kind of stand out a little bit, and that's why we chose that particular title. But certainly we want to uh, also, you know, on the on the flip side of that is to let women know that, yeah, they can be divas in this field in terms of they're just as smart and just as capable as, as a man in this field. And we want to let them know and reassure them that, you know, go for it, get into it, see what it's all about. You guys have earned my respect. <laughs> that, that's not easy to get respect out of Moniz. Moniz, Moniz. Hey, oh, I'm sorry, him. but he is an alien. I cannot take a ca- <laughs> of that man. Everybody else will be perfect, and he's a blur. You know, we, he we, is we, out of this reality. He moves too fast for our dimension. We've <laughs> achieved photographs of him. They're not really that great. So, and don't. I'm a good photographer, and I cannot get him clear. <laughs> Moniz is a, is, a, is a great mind, that's for sure. He has a great mind and a great soul, too. Uh, well, I thank you. And I also bid you greetings and salutations, ladies. Oh, I thank you, Sir Matthew. You're yes, welcome, Sir Lady Matt. <laughs> And I have to say, and, and just, Matt, I've told you this over the, the messages, but you are one of the nicest, kindest, most generous people I've ever met. You're a great person. Well, like and kind, my dear. You guys have been nothing but truly helpful and uh, nothing but an inspiration and I can't thank you guys enough for doing what you're doing here, especially because, like I said, my mother died of this disease. So this means something to me personally. Absolutely. I think we've all been touched, you know, if, if not personally, but, you know, by someone we love um, having this disease. And we really want to stress to the women out there that are listening, and even, even their men, the men in their lives, you know, promote awareness. It's education. It's the first step is to find it early, early detection, 
you know, and prevention, that's the way to survive this kind of a disease. And, and you need to check, you need to do self-exams, you need to go for your yearly physicals, mammograms, whatever it is. It's a lifesaver. It literally will save your life if you detect it early enough. If you even think you have it, check. Yes. Right. Don't even wait till you think yeah. you have yeah. it, you know. And the thing is, that breast cancer isn't limited to women. Uh, men get stricken by it as well. So That's a good point, yeah. You True. Know, it's, it's really, um, you know, all of us need to be concerned about it and aware of it. And uh, we're going to be having, actually, uh, Lisa's going to be putting some tips up on the, uh, the Divas of Darkness our website, our, actually no, our MySpace, I should say, um, ways of, of looking for signs of breast cancer. So they'll give somebody, you know, everybody a chance to kind of look and see and make sure that they're uh, they're healthy. That's great. I mean, anything you can do to get the word out and to be able to do it, you know, in the paranormal field where it's not exactly always, uh, people aren't exactly uh, into promoting anything more than the paranormal in the paranormal field because it's so hard to get what it is that you're doing accepted by the mainstream sciences. So to be able to use that and, and segue it into something else is just incredible. Listen, you know, I mean, we're, we have an opportunity here to be positive role models for people and to promote causes that need more attention and awareness. So this is just the tip of the iceberg. The way we see it is if we can use this as a positive thing and use it to promote things like you know breast cancer and, and other illnesses that affect people and even you know, conservation for the environment, all different things. We're going to do everything we can to use this in a positive way to benefit, you know, the people that are out there listening, the people that are interested in the paranormal, and just everyone in general. Well, we would also like to extend to you the offer to use this show as a means to get the word out to people. Anytime you guys want to promote something, just let us know. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. You know, it's funny because we're in the paranormal field and we're looking for the dead, but we are trying to help people survive. So it's, you know, <laughs> the people that are living to survive, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a dichotomy, but it's, um, it's something that we feel like, like Lisa said, we're in the position that we can do it. We have a little spotlight on us for now, and we'd rather use that promote these things and get people aware of what we need uh, We need them to know now. And maybe we can save a life or two, and that would be all worth it. And, and you know how cold and lonely the afterlife can be for some, so you want everybody to enjoy what they have while they're alive. Certainly. That's right. And certainly around this holiday, you know, this is definitely any holiday with families, a time to stop and take a breather and look around and see how much you, you have and how much you appreciate life. You know, I mean, besides the traffic jams and the malls being all packed in and rushing and stressing, it's a time to reflect and just be glad that you're alive. And, and hopefully hopefully our, our little cause will help people to stay alive and, and prevent them from, from having to go through some trauma. All right. Well, why don't you just tell everybody one more time how they can get that calendar while there's still some left? Go ahead, Lisa. Okay. For anyone that's interested in buying the calendar, you can go to www.divasofdarkness.net. All right. And, then... and it's $15 for the calendar, and that includes shipping and handling. That's all included. There's no little secret hidden cost. And 15% of the profits go to the Breast Cancer Research Fund. And also, every single calendar will be numbered because it's a limited edition and also be signed by all three of us. So you're getting a, a triple, triple autograph. Idea. All right, it's a it's a good keepsake, a, a good way to not only uh, you know show your support for the cause and and for the Divas of Darkness, but it's you know you can mark off when you need to get your exams done right on the calendar. 
And by the way, the calendars came out beautiful, so get one. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. <laughs> and we'll make sure we keep. I know we have to let you go because uh, holiday season, hustle and bustle. But we're going to make sure we keep uh, letting people know. We'll keep mentioning the website, and of course, we'll keep putting it up on our website as well. So we'll Thank make sure so we much, sell guys. every single one of those calendars for you. Thank you so much, Tim, and everybody there at Spooky, Spooky South Coast. I really appreciate it. Happy holidays to everybody. Happy oh. holidays. We love you guys. Thank you, girls. <laughs> And, and now. We'll, we'll have you back on real soon. Take care. All right. Thank you. We'll Thanks. see you. Good night. Bye-bye. 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 All right. And so, yeah, once again, divasofdarkness.net, if you want to order that calendar, which is $15, shipping and handling included, might make a good last-minute gift, you know, let somebody know that it's coming. And uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a, a break. On the other side, we'll come back with more Spooky South Coast. We're here until 730 when the NFL football comes on. Uh, we're going to talk to Jeanette Osborne, who is one of the founders of IPI. We mentioned it a little bit a couple of weeks ago. We're going to talk a little bit more about it this week as well. We also want to hear about your stories about the paranormal, your encounters, especially now with the holiday season. Maybe there's been you know, a loved one that's tried to reach out to you. Uh, maybe you had your own uh, Ebenezer Scrooge-type situation where the ghost of Christmas past came into you and, and uh, told you how much better off your life could be if you took the Christmas spirit into your soul. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love Christmas, though? Moniz, are you a Grinch? No? Ho, ho, ho. All right, close enough. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more here on Spooky South Coast. Don't look now, but Spooky South Coast is creeping up behind you right after this. Have you got a woman in here? I haven't. I've wasted 30 minutes of valuable time. Would you give me a hand with the bags? Certainly. You take the blonde, and I'll take the one in the table. Beaming from the studios of AM 1420 WBSM into the night and beyond. Here's more of Spooky South Coast. Welcome back to Spooky South Coast, the audio production work of the Silent Assassin. In anticipation of the Divas of Darkness. Is that is that what you made that for? Or is that I did. I made it just for them. Just for them? I'm sure they appreciate it. You had the little Ghost Hunters music in there? I did. Of course, we're talking about bumper music, and then we're not going to be allowed to play it on the Planet Paranormal version of Spooky South Coast. Kind of ruins the continuity of the whole thing. It does. So what we'll do right now is we'll stop right here. All right, welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, the silent assassin Matt Costa here as well, science advisor Matt Moniz. Uh, we thank you for, for getting us in touch with the Divas of Darkness. Uh, helping us make sure we can promote that. And, again, divasofdarkness.net if you want to order that calendar. It goes to a great cause uh, to help fight breast cancer. And also you can go to their MySpaces, which if you go to our MySpace, uh, myspace.com slash spookysouthcoast, then right on the front page you're going to see links to Lisa and Donna and Divas of Darkness and all that stuff. So you'll be able to find them that way as well. And they're really accessible uh, online. They're, they're always willing to talk to fans and, and, and share their insights on the paranormal. I know that uh, Paula and Donna especially have been, and even and, and Lisa as well, they've been putting up blog postings on MySpace where they talk a bit about the paranormal, uh, some of their experiences and research there as well. So it's always uh, it's always good when you can use you know what's for a lot of people just pastime you know media like a MySpace something really just to play around and mess around and talk to people and they're able to use it to help promote the paranormal field and helping women to get into that field as well. Well, they're great role models to follow after. 
Now, I have a question for you because you were going to try to do a little bit more uh, research on that UFO case we talked about last week. Yeah. Have you been stonewalled yet again? Or? I've been stonewalled, of course. That's, you know, uh, check with Iconis. The satellite wasn't in the area at the time or close enough to really get any images that I wanted. Um, but ran into an old mutual friend of you. You and I. And One of our major inspirations for what we yeah, do. Yeah, as a matter of fact, he's the inspiration that got me into becoming a scientist. And uh, I was talking to him today. He happens to work out at the air base, and he said that day there was more air activity going on than he's ever seen in there since he's been in there for a while. And um, when he got home, both his wife and him saw these strange lights out in the sky right at that same time. Now, were they close enough to see what it was, or was it just a light off in the distance? Uh, light pretty much off in the distance, but up in the sky is like uh, the way he described it to me is like a V pattern, but these were like huge spotlights like what you would use at a movie premiere flying through the air in a V type of fashion is what he explained to me. Well, if he's listening, he can feel free to call in, 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500. And if you would like to talk about anything to do with the paranormal, feel free to give us a call. Uh, last week we had Rick Hayes on, who is a paranormal communications consultant, which is a, a fancy way of saying medium because he doesn't like that term. And uh, I don't blame him because there is a lot of negative connotation these days that goes along with it with the the TV entertainment aspect of you know the show medium and a lot of these psychic shows like John Edward, you know a lot of people will be afraid that you're playing it up for whatever medium it is that you're appearing on, pun pun intended. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So uh, and then he was able to help some listeners connect with uh, some loved ones who had passed on, uh, and the response was overwhelming. The emails that I've gotten during the week. The message board posts, so many people are upset that they couldn't get through because we were on at an earlier time and we were on for less time, that we're definitely going to have Rick Hayes back on with us in the new year. We're looking at, I think, sometime in March uh, so we can clear, you know, sync our schedule up with his schedule. And what we'll do is we'll do the same format. We'll just throw the phone lines open. People can call in. And if Rick makes a connection, he makes a connection. And if not, you know, he, he, he tried. Uh, he said, you know, he told me ahead of time. He's like, you know, just so you know, not everybody's going to be able to make a connection. It's not everybody that has someone come through that's strong enough to come through. And it seemed, and he said to me after the appearance that it just seemed like every time there was a caller, somebody came through and it was almost right away. So uh, I don't know what it is about our audience. Who knows? Maybe they're, maybe they're all ghost magnets themselves. Maybe they're uh, very spiritually attuned, and that helps the process as well. So, And let's talk about Capers, because on the 29th of December, they have their next open meeting coming up. Uh, that's this Friday at the Cape Cod Community College. I believe it's 730. You can go to their website, capers.com, C-A-I-P-R-S.com, and you can find out Capers, past, present, and future. They're going to do a presentation with some of their uh, best evidence that they've collected over the years, uh, some of their uh, case case uh, studies that they've done and of course Derek Bartlett the founder of Capers has been invited to speak at numerous conferences uh, based on not only the evidence uh, and the research that they've done in the Cape and Islands area but also their operating procedure the way that their group is set up they're uh, one of the models for how a group should run and so you can go there they're actually looking for members right now so if you're interested in joining a paranormal research group and you just haven't been able to find one in the area Capers is the way to go because especially in the New Bedford area, you know, they, they don't get a lot of cases in this area, so you could help bring them more into this area and spread things out. And they're just one of the many 
paranormal groups that Spooky South Coast, you know, believes and works with and uh, puts their faith in. So uh, why not check it out for yourself? All right, let's go to the phones here. Good evening, you're on Spooky South Coast. How are you doing? Hi, good evening, guys. Happy holidays. And to you as well. Thank you. Um, I was wondering if you could just talk about something real quick that you probably have a lot more knowledge about than I do, but I'll tell you a quick story, and then and maybe it'll make sense to you. Okay. We, um, we started doing construction on our home. Um, actually, we have a home that's built in 1850. We added an addition, so we started taking pictures, and we started getting these wet, white spots on the pictures. almost looked as if somebody had dropped some, you know, maybe milk or whatever the case on the picture, but they're digital, and it's a computer, so there's no way that's going to happen. Um, and we started taking them in the house, and, and once we noticed them, we started noticing more spots on the pictures. Um, and it, it, it's just almost becoming a nuisance. But like I said, we're taking with a digital camera, and um, they're coming across on the computer, um, real prevalent. And um, I, we looked into, I guess they're called orbs, uh-huh. possibly. Um, but, I mean, it's at a point now where we'll take some pictures, and there must be 20 to, you know, two, two dozen thereabouts all over the pictures, and then there'll be other pictures where there's zero. Um, and ironically, one night we took a picture near the um, uh, stove and candles, and along with the orbs, we got the flames that just were, looked as if they were distorted right across the picture. And then in the next picture, then, you know, you've got a clear picture. Yeah, everything else around the picture is clear. Can I hang up and have you guys maybe touch on a little bit of that? Maybe you can enlighten me a little bit? Sure. Well, actually, before you hang up, I just sure. I want to ask you, is the construction still going on while you're getting it, these photos? It is. Okay, because, I mean, with any orb photo, the first and foremost explanation that can explain a lot of them away is dust. Uh, what happens is the construction process kicks up dust and dirt, and the flash from the camera reflects off that dirt as it's flying through the air, and it creates a, a spherical orb-like uh, luminescent substance. So that could be, uh, first and foremost, what it could be. Can I stop you? Yes. If you don't mind. Absolutely. This, it was framed, and this was hours later or that night, and they're actually in the sky and then they were, we started experimenting, and, I mean, we're talking, we weren't even doing anything. We were outside of the dwelling mm-hmm. and in the broad daylight, and you've got just these, um, you know, what, you know, like I say, orbs. And then we've taken them in the house. You know, we had the kids over, and we're just, you know, playing around, horsing around, taking pictures just for, for fun, and they're everywhere. I mean, on, on your body, actually overlapping in different so just, the just, dust. I'm going to have to. I, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you on the dust theory because it isn't as if we, we you know, we're building as it's, this is afterwards after the day is okay. done. Let's go see what's been done. Well, we're just we're going through the process of how you would determine. You know, you have to eliminate all the normal factors before you can uh, say I'm that sorry. it's paranormal. You know what I mean? Okay. So, uh, and, and another thing uh, that's a possibility is: Have you taken photographs with this camera, uh, maybe away from your property, that have come out fine with no? No orb activity at all. Um, actually, yes, um, but we've actually taken some in in the house, and you know, with the baby, and there'd be none. Okay, so just take... just to clarify, it's just to make sure that there isn't any kind of problem with the camera. No, I'd have to say no. I, I thought of that too, but I really don't. I don't. It's just the, the, they come out at the most bizarre times in the pictures. Now we can get into some of the paranormal possibilities, uh, which is where it gets interesting. You mentioned that you did do construction, and as anybody that is a paranormal researcher will tell you, when you start doing construction and you start tearing things apart, that's when a lot of these spirits that may have lain dormant for a long time will start to become more active. 
because they don't like the fact that you're changing things, uh, that they were settled and they were peaceful in where they were, and now this change has, for whatever reason, stirred them up, good or bad. So, I mean, that's... When when you first said you did construction, that was the first thing that popped into my head. Mine, too. Exactly, is that you could have you know, disrupted what was already there, something that had been there and that had been dormant for a long time, and now it's becoming more active. Have you noticed any other activity besides the orbs and the photographs? Has there been anything else paranormal? Yeah, but you know what? It's gonna people are gonna think it's a little nutty, and I'm, I'm and it's gonna sound like I'm fabricating. But believe me, no, I was not, one of the first ones to really say that it's just not happening. You know, it's just no such. We thing. that's not the that's not how we do things here. Uh, well, we we it, we to, believe. Our to be cars. honest with you, twice and it just happened last week. I've woken up and there's been a candle lit that actually was was not lit. So in other words, you go to bed, you put all your candles, you make sure everything's out. You wake up three o'clock in the morning, candles burning. It's happened twice, but Ooh. within two years. Let's let's take a step back here. Three o'clock in the morning. Are you talking an exact time, or are you just using? No, that? yeah, about two thirty, quarter three. Because uh, <laughs> it's it's interesting that you mention that because three o'clock in the morning is what's known as the demonic hour. It is uh, the time of night when a lot of spirit activity can increase and intensify. So that's why I ask you if it's specifically in the three o'clock area because you know that would be an explanation. So, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen uh, like the Amityville Horror or any of these I, horror sure movies. I, sure, I have. And, and people they'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning and that's when they notice something's going on. It right. just seems to be tied in for some reason into that time. Yes, Matt Moniz. I got a couple of questions for you. Sure. Have you had any personal items go missing and then reappear since you've started doing reconstruction? Uh, it doesn't have to be large, but simple items where I know I put this here, I know I can't, I couldn't have gone anywhere in this past five seconds, and then a day later have it show up somewhere totally obscure somewhere else. Not show up again, just totally missing. Never, okay. never, not to show up, but they may eventually, but nothing that I can say. Uh, I really, I'd be lying if I said yes, but things that have missed were missing, yes, but um, not to have them pop up again, no, not yet anyway. Not that you found yet. Right. <laughs> so do not be surprised if you find what you know should not be in, say, this sock drawer. You know, or, you know, uh, there's been other cases where I've known where they've had dishes that go from the kitchen into, uh, you know, the little kid's closet. And it's not the kid bringing, you know, you know, their dinner plate in, but, yeah. Sorry. But the, the other the question. Flames, guys, if you don't mind me interrupting. Sure. Look at the flames. You've got clear, you've got clarity all around. And you've got the flames that just look like they just, somebody smudged them right across the picture. And, and there were three different flames that were smudged. You know what I'm saying? Like candles on one corner, a stove in the back, and a candle on the table. And it just, in one picture, they're clear. The next digital photograph there just looked as if somebody just colored them in and smudged them to the right looking at the photo. That may be something to do with the CCD of the digital camera and the type of uh, materials and the wax and, and the wick. Because that works on a uh, principle of... Of photons collecting on the uh, charge-coupled device, and depending upon what kind of elements are made up in of the wick, you can get some stuff that will distort. You know what? What if I what if I actually brought these pictures to you guys at some point? I left them there. Or email them to us sure, at our sure. website. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, can I, email them to us. Uh, spooky crew I, at spookysouthcoast.com. I'll, I'll just as soon as you don't mind, I'll, I'll drop them off at the station. I'll give you the hot copy, and um, you can just look at them, and you know, the next time you folks are on, you can. That would. You know, that would 
that would work as well. I mean, we'd love to take a look at them for you and see what we can we can determine, and if uh, with your permission, we can show them to other paranormal investigators as well. That's fine. And, and see what they get because you know Keith Johnson, uh, Derek Bartlett, these are people that have a lot of experience uh, looking over paranormal photographs as well. So, right. along with Matt Moniz's expertise, it would give you a couple of different sources to draw from. Depending Great. upon what I see, it would determine who I direct it to. Yeah, exactly. Great. One last question, if you don't mind. Sure. And I apologize for taking this. Oh, no, 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 not at all. That's why we're here. We're, we're we glad that you feel you can call in and talk about this with us. We're happy that you feel comfortable enough to share. Well, I'm enjoying the show, actually. Um, it, does a triangle of orbs mean anything to you guys? Because it seems as if some of the shots... A what? As, on, like on, my, on me, for instance, they're in a triangle. Like one, what would be the corners of the triangle on, on my actual figure being me. And I'll actually show you the, that picture to you guys. I'll, I'll make sure you get that. But does that mean anything to you? I mean, it just seems kind of bizarre that... I would have one... to see it in its okay. context. Then let's, let's do it that way. Yeah, I mean, the triangle uh, is, a, is a general shape. I'm not really making any connections in my head of, of anything okay. symbolic by it. But that's okay. not to say that, you know, when we look at it, something might not stand out. Very good. So the important thing is, though, is to just make sure... I mean, do you, you feel safe in your home? You, you oh, very much so. Okay. Very much so. As, as long as everybody's happy and, and nothing is really disturbing your everyday life, then it's it's just a curiosity, something that you can explore more. So, Great. Thank you for your time, guys. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great holiday. You, you too. too. Thank you. So, and if anybody else has anything they'd like to share, any more questions about the paranormal, you can give us a call, 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500. We also have a website, as we mentioned before, SpookySouthCoast.com. On that website, we have a blog. Uh, that's where we put our updates about the show. Uh, we talk about upcoming guests. That's also where you can download the show if you miss any portion of it or if you want to check out some of our past episodes. We've been on since uh, January of this year, uh, January 28th or so, and every show that we've ever done has been archived online, so you can access them all. And We've done shows on subjects like Angels and Demons, the differences and similarities between them. Uh, we've focused on individual cases such as the Lizzie Borden case, uh, the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. We focused on the Bell Witch, which was popular in that movie, An American Haunting. We've covered uh, pretty much everything uh, in the in the area of hauntings. Uh, we, we've covered a wide variety of topics. Uh, we've also delved into the UFO field as well with Bud Hopkins, Peter Robbins, yep. Heidi Hollis. We've talked about uh, UFO abductions. We've talked about uh, alien sightings. We've talked about individual cases in that regard. Various crashes and landings, yeah. And we've also taken it even beyond. We're, we're about more than just, you know, ghosts, UFOs, aliens. Uh, we're also about just different alternative news and, and stories that you may not have heard. We've talked about ancient stone sites. Uh, we've talked about dreams. Uh, we've talked JFK, one of JFK, our popular shows. Yeah, JFK assassination. There's that other popular show that we did that never aired over the radio but is only available online, the <laughs> Spooky South Coast Off the Air podcast. Uh, parental uh, advisory recommended on that one but mm. so i mean this is what we do here this is what we're here to talk about and we we would hope that anybody out there listening would feel comfortable enough to call up and share you know we don't we don't require you to give us your name you know some radio shows you call up hey caller what's your name or they even have a call screener before you get to the air that you know this is john in new bedford uh we don't want to have to force that on anybody we want you to be able to sh be able to share anonymously and, and in that regard if you don't feel comfortable calling up you can go to our website and on our website, you can join the message board. You can post questions there. There's also live chats being run on spiritedsociety.net. Uh, 
and sscfan.com, which is the first ever Spooky South Coast fan site. I still don't feel comfortable saying that. I still go to it every day. but it, I, It's a cool site. Yeah, it is. I mean, he, he, Carl is uh, just incredible with the website design, and he's putting new stuff up there every day. So check that out, sscfan.com. And uh, he also started a MySpace for the sscfan.com as well, so if people want to join that as well. So, I mean, uh, coming up in the next hour, we're going to do a segment that we call The Week in Weird, which is where we present some of the news that you may not have heard uh, coming over the, the airwaves during the rest of the week. We'll talk about some interesting cases there. Uh, and also we'll talk to Jeanette Osborne, who is one of the founders of IPI, uh, International Paranormal Investigators, which Matt Moniz is working with them to develop their operating procedures. How's that coming along? Have you started that yet, or are you going to wait till after the holidays? I'm waiting for a major part of it to do after the holidays. I'm working on some outline stuff right now, gathering you know, regulations that I think can apply to this. Because the format I'm using is what's used to regulate laboratories. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do it and apply what I think best can be applied to this type of field. It, it sounds to me, too, like uh, when you sit down to write it, it's going to be like akin to somebody saying, okay, I'm going to sit down and write a sequel to the Bible now, <laughs> which is where you basically just have to, you know, it's going to be a massive amount of work, and, and uh, I commend you on taking on this project. It's going to be more like a, a manual that you pick up for, you know, when you get your VCR or, you know, how, how to go through things step-by-step step and procedures. All right. You know, nice so. and boring. That's what we like, yeah. Hey, but it's got to be done. Well, exactly. It has to be done. And while you're at it, can you uh, create a manual for how to run some of this stuff here so you and Matt can work together on that? So how are you sure. tonight, Matt Costa? We haven't heard from you. I'm excellent. Spooktacular is, as always. This is what we call in the business. This is what we call a stretch. The biz? Yeah. Well, you know more about the biz than I do. A little bit more. A little bit Not more. too much. Well, see, you know all about the technical stuff. I know all about the uh, the schmoozing and the bullcrap stuff. That's what I yeah. do. You're a good BSer. I can say bullcrap. Okay. All right. If not, I'll pay the fine. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll take donations. SpookySouthCoast.com. Make checks payable to the, the Tim Weisberg FCC fund. <laughs> so, well, well, hey, while we're uh, while we're talking about stuff that we probably shouldn't, let's promote our, our gear, our spooky junk. <clears throat> if you go to uh, CafePress.com slash SpookySouth, you can purchase... All kinds of spooky South Coast gear. Uh, you can get T-shirts. Uh, you can get journals. You can get messenger bags. You can get clocks. All kinds of stuff. Thongs. To, yeah, thongs. Boxer shorts for the guys. Uh, well, guys can buy thongs too. I mean, we're not going to judge you. We don't know what it is that uh, that you're doing with this stuff in the privacy of your own home. Put on the thong. Listen to Spooky South Coast. There you go. Do we have to pay any bills before this hour is up? Pay a couple bills. Okay. So we'll take a quick break, uh, and then on the other side, we get the news coming up, then the week in weird, and then we'll talk to Jeanette Osborne of IPI. So stay tuned here on Spooky South Coast. Back in the spooky South Coast, Tim Weisberg here, and we have special guests with us in the studio. We haven't talked about it because you know they're behind the scenes tonight, but we have uh, some some students here, art students in here that are working on a film, and we have Lee Luker, who is the uh, project manager. This is your thesis that you're working on, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And where, uh, tell everybody where you go to school and what it is that you're working on. Uh, I go to school at Massachusetts College of Art in Boston, and uh, I'm working on a project 
right now my, my senior degree project, and it's, uh, it's about uh, paranormal investigation. And how did you come up with this as an idea? Is it because it's so popular? Is it something you've always been interested in? Oh, you know, it's actually it's something that I've always been interested in. And uh, I figured that, you know, I'm, I'm doing animation now, and uh, it would be the perfect medium uh, because, you know, animation is so, so kind of a surreal medium by nature to, uh, to kind of address the paranormal and everything like that. And so what is, uh, in addition to coming in here and talking with us, what are some of the other things that you have planned for this film? Uh, you know, I, I've been talking to people, too, about their own personal encounters, uh, and I'm going to be taking down some of their stories and probably just uh, cu cutting it all up and uh, putting it together like that. You're going to do any field work yourself? You're going to get out there and uh, do some investigations? Because we can arrange it if you want to. Yeah, it's a possibility. We, I would definitely be open to it. Matt Moniz is always willing to, to grab a camera and a tape recorder and head yeah. out and, and look for ghosts. And We even know some places where you can find them, too. So Yeah, I'd like to get out there. Bridgewater Triangle. Possibly, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll have to pack up a van and get you guys out there. And uh, nobody's nobody's afraid of going in the woods at night, are they? Oh, no. Because I, I am. So hold me. <laughs> All right, well, we are coming up on the news break, and we thank you for joining us, and you're oh, welcome yeah, back to you. come back in any time. Uh, we actually have plans of, you know, doing this type of thing more often, videotaping the show and getting it out there for people uh, via the internet, but not with the artistic uh, sense and abilities that you have. You know, we're just some hacks with a microphone and a camera. So, great. All right, and and if uh, if anybody wants to uh, share any of their stories of the paranormal, we'll be taking your calls in the second, oh, the third half hour, uh, coming up after the news break. Here, we're going to do the week and weird. Then we'll talk to Jeanette Osborne of IPI. And then uh, right after that, it'll be NFL football. Uh, and tonight we have Kansas City at Oakland. It's going to be a barn burner, Kansas City at Oakland. So uh, maybe this is the game that gets uh, the Oakland Raiders back into the hunt. What are they, 2-12? and 12? Matt, Mone uh, Matt Costa, you know all about football, right? Oh, I know everything about football. All right. Oh, you, you know and we'd go into that if we didn't have the news coming out. Okay. So now the news is going to keep us from being able to talk about football. Exactly. You got off lucky. All right, we'll be right back here on Spooky South Coast. Stay tuned. myself a hat and I'm sewing up a head to wear it on I'm making myself some mittens and I'm stitching my fingers together to keep them warm inside I'm knitting myself a sweater to cover the body I'm wearing. Knitting! 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 Turn on all your lights. Lock the doors. <sighs> Trying to watch Mr. Belvedere without people talking so loud. Spooky South Coast is back. Freaks on the China. Never mattered before. Who cared when you dropped cake your jacket? When you came through the door. I'm not afraid of the dark. You will be. 
know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. You want to do it? Come on, Costa, do it. There you go. Okay. Now that we've done the creepy Mr. Belvedere voice for the night, we're moving on. Welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here. Matt Costa, the silent assassin on the board. Matt Moniz, the science advisor over here. What are you, what are you doing? You're on, on online the website. doing research? Oh, you're on SpookySouthCoast.com. Yeah. So people can go there on the message board and interact with you. If they desire. And they do desire. Whether or not they actually act on those desires, you know, I can't vouch for, but I know they desire. Well, uh, we have been having a fascinating discussion tonight, earlier this evening, with the Divas of Darkness, uh, Donna LaCroix and Lisa Duellaby from TAPS, and of course Paula Donovan, also involved in that project with them as well. If you would like to purchase their calendar, which uh, 15% of the pro- uh, proceeds go to benefit breast cancer research, you can go to their website, divasofdarkness.net. You can purchase that calendar, which is $15, and it comes individually numbered and signed by the divas themselves. And, uh, hey, you know, if you got to have a calendar, everybody's got to have a calendar. What better one to have than uh, than their three lovely faces, right, Matt? I would agree. All right. Did you buy yours yet? I'm working on it. Okay. All right. Well, we'll also be getting ones for ourselves. My, my wife said that if I'm going to hang it up, I have to hang it up in my office because my son gets precedence in the rest of the house with his Dora or Spongebob calendar, whatever he gets this year. So, mm. All right. Let me hang this phone up. Riveting radio. <laughs> okay. Well, now it's time for a little something we like to call The Week in Weird. And our first story in The Week in Weird this week comes from Red Rose on our message board, a story that came from Reuters News Service. Never mind how careful you are behind the wheel or how long you've been driving. The signs of the Zodiac may be bigger factors behind your ability to avoid car crashes or why you have too many. According to a study by InsuranceHotline.com, a website that quotes drivers on insurance rates, astrological signs are a significant factor in predicting car accidents. The study, which looked at 100,000 North American drivers' records from the past six years, put Libras, you know, born September 23rd to October 22nd, followed by Aquarians, January 20th to February 18th, as the worst offenders for tickets and accidents. Leos, July 23rd to, the August, to August 22nd, and then Geminis, May 21st to June 20th, were found to be the best overall. I was absolutely shocked by the results, said Lee Romanoff, president of the Toronto-based insurance hotline.com who also wrote the book Car Karma, which touches on the correlation between astrological signs and driving ability while doing the study. Romanoff originally wanted to have some fun by examining astrological signs as a possible cause for the variance between insurance companies quoting high and low rates but didn't expect to find anything interesting. But she told routers, now changing postal codes is far less significant to me than drivers of certain astrological signs. Even age, another variable for determining insurance rates, is less of a consideration. Uh, the cutoff line considered to be a high-risk driver is 24 years of age. 25-year-olds are considered not to be at high risk. I'd rather get into a car with a 24-year-old Leo than a 25-year-old Aries, Romanoff said. Leos, described along with study results as generous and comfortable in sharing the roadway. Aries, on the other hand, have a me-first, childlike nature that drives Aries into trouble. I wasn't believing in it before, said Romanoff, but I would think twice before getting into the car with an Aries, and I myself would think twice before getting into an Aries, 
because the Dodge Aries, not such a reliable vehicle anymore. K-Cars, they had their run, but it's over. All right, Matt Moniz, what do you have for us? I uh, got an interesting story. Uh, 32 missing baby Jesus dolls found in a, somebody's yard. Don't give out my address over the air. Okay, this comes to us from AP. Uh, happened in Chicago, December 19th. Dozens of people looking for Jesus can find him at a church in Chicago's south side. 32 plastic baby Jesus dolls were stolen last week from, a nativi- from nativity scenes in people's front yards. Then on Saturday morning, a woman found all the missing Jesuses lined up along her fence on her lawn. She gave them to St. Symphoria's Church. The Reverend Marcel Pasek said the woman was one of his parishioners at the church and panicked when she saw the dolls. Fourteen of the dolls' rifle owners had been claimed by Tuesday morning. Pasek said he thinks teenagers took the baby Jesuses as a joke and not as a religious statement. Don't they look funny, Pasek said, as residents came to claim their decorations. We're putting Jesus back into Christmas, literally and metaphorically. Not to mention everyone took the thieves not too lightly. You put things out, and it's to express your beliefs, to celebrate your faith and your com- in your community, said Carol Angelo, whose baby Jesus was among those that were taken. To have someone violate that is really disheartening. People called police to report a missing doll were directed to the church in, in Chicago, and a police spokeswoman said police spokeswoman Pat Cataman. Baby Jesus belongs in an activity, not in an evidence and recovered theft property room which is where they'll wind up if they're not claimed, he said. Police have not made any arrests as of this time. All right, I would check, uh, I would check all the barnyards, all the, you know, maybe people trying to make their own manger. You know what happened, though? I, I, I heard a little bit more about this case, and uh, there was actually a woman called in, and she, she said to the dispatcher on the phone, she said, you know, Jesus is gone, Jesus is gone. And the dispatcher said, well, don't worry, ma'am. According to the Bible, he will be coming back. So... What? Uh, <laughs> what do you do? Can't all be winners. <sighs> Fire the writing staff. All right. Don't all right. blame me. Fire the writing staff. Matt Costa, get weird on us. All right. Wait, tell- aren't <laughs> you the writer here? All right. Fine. Go. Go. Read. Let's move on. Italian police want to set up a special unit to tackle the growth of new religious sects, particularly. Wait. 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 You said sects. Sects. S e c t s. Okay. Yes. Sects. Just making sure. Just making sure. Sorry. Particularly a violent new breed of homegrown Satanists. The new police squad would include psychologists as well as a priest who is an expert in the occult. It would coordinate nationwide investigations and potentially dangerous religious movements. The move follows a a spat of high-profile, gruesome murders blamed on the new generation of Satanists, who Italian police say indulge in the lethal blend of black magic, hard drugs, sex... I did say sex that time. Nice. And heavy metal. In the most recent case, a gang known as the Beasts of Satan bludgeoned then buried alive two of their own members, a young woman and her boyfriend, in woods outside Milan. Experts say the number of Satanists in Italy is tiny and more than a, th- more than a million Italians belong to other minority, minority re- religions. And some experts are worried that the new police squad could 
target members of them as well, even though despite the perha perhaps strange beliefs, they're entirely harmless. Italian police will be forming the special police squad sometime next year. All right, while we're crapping all over the idea of religion during the highest of uh, Catholic holidays, uh, Merry Christmas to those of you that celebrate it, and happy other holidays for the rest of you. This story comes from BBC News. The largest lizards in the world are capable of virgin births. Scientists report of two cases where female Komodo dragons have produced offspring without male contact. Tests revealed their eggs have been developed without being fertilized by sperm, a process called parthenogenesis, the team wrote in the journal Nature. Thank you, Matt. It's always good when the scientist tells you you pronounce the scientific term correctly. Uh, and so the, they had these virgin births from these Komodo dragons. Uh, now, protogenesis is much more widespread and common than previously considered, according to Richard Gibson, an author uh, and a curator at the Zoological Society of London. Uh, he said that Komodo dragons have W and Z chromosomes. Females have one W and one Z, while male have two Zs. The egg from the female carries one chromosome, either a W or Z, and when parthenogenesis takes place, either the W or the Z is duplicated. This leads to eggs which are WW and ZZ. WW eggs are not viable, but ZZ eggs are, and leads to male baby Komodo dragons. So, there are fewer than 4,000 Komodo dragons in the wild. They are found on three islands in Indonesia, Komodo, Flores, and Rinka. Adult males can grow up to be three meters in length, and weigh up to 90 kilograms, making them the biggest lizards on the planet. So... If there is virgin births going on with Komodo dragons, who knows? They can soon be taking over the world. Hmm. They won't be endangered anymore. They'll be taking over the world. Did that happen in Jurassic Park? Yes, yes. it did, exactly. Was it Parthenogenesis so you know, in Jurassic Park? Look disaster that was. Right. Did you know that oh. they have a T-Rex? <laughs> they do. You have a T-Rex? You have a T-Rex? All right. So do you want to wrap this up, do you think, or do you want to keep reading? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you have this one if you want. You, you want me to read this one? Sure. You like the way you talk. <laughs> I knew this was going to be trouble when he mentioned the story to me. Woman tells cops she bought, quote, bad crack. A North Carolina woman was arrested after complaining to a police officer that the crack cocaine she had just purchased wasn't very good, authorities said. Uh, oh, well, let's give out her name on the air, too. Eloise D. Reeves, 50 years old, approached the Putnam County Sheriff's Deputy at a convenience store Friday, which, you know, just a good place to do it, telling him that another man, in quotes, had sold her, quote, bad crack that contained wax and cocaine. Well, it can't be that bad if it's got some cocaine in it, I guess. I mean, if that's what you're looking to purchase. She pulled an alleged crack rock out of her mouth and placed it into the deputy's car for inspection. You're trying to get me fired. Uh, into the deputy's car for inspection, uh, the Palatka Daily News reported. The deputy told Reeves that she would be arrested if the crack tested positive for cocaine. She was charged with possession of cocaine and bonded out for $1,504. And if she had that kind of money laying around, she could have avoided getting... Oh. That comes out of the stupid criminals file. So uh, there you have it. If you have any weak and weird stories you'd like to submit to Spooky South Coast, just go to our website, SpookySouthCoast.com. Click on the weak and weird thread, and you can deposit stories in there. And if we read them, we will give you credit on the air. Unless it's about something like what Moniz just gave me, then we'll deny ever having read it. All right, we'll be right back here on Spooky South Coast. We'll talk to Jeanette Osborne about the IPI. Stay tuned. Beaming from the studios of AM 1420 WBSN into the night and beyond. Here's more of Spooky South Coast. 
Welcome back. Tim Weisberg here, Matt Costa, and Matt Moniz is long, along as well. And uh, in the little bit of time that we have left, we're going to talk to Jeanette Osborne, who is one of the founders of IPI, International Paranormal Investigators, as well as the founder of MAG West as well. Good evening, Jeanette. How are you doing? Welcome to Spooky South Coast. Nice, nice to have you on the air, finally. Well, thank you. Yeah, we, we got a chance to meet back uh, on your birthday, actually. Uh, we did an investigation of the Lizzie Borden house together. And uh, what have you been up to since then? It sounds like you've been busy. We've been very busy, especially with the IPI. Um, um, should I just... Yeah, just tell everybody a little bit. We talked a bit about it uh, two weeks ago, but why don't you just tell everybody about IPI and, and why it was founded? Okay, well... It was the idea of Ryan from Scottish Paranormal, and he had thought about this idea for years before he came to uh, Jim from Ohio and myself. And the main goal of the IPI was to uh, become more recognized by mainstream science and the general public by having what other forms of science and scientific study have uh in the form of universally adopted and accepted standards of investigative procedures and protocol, which are absolutely necessary to be taken seriously. And so we went ahead and we started the organization, and actually we were pretty blown away within the first two weeks. We had over 200 teams, 200 membership wow. strong. Um, as of today, we have uh, 73 teams in 33 states, 13 overseas countries, and over 600 membership. That is, and for the amount of time that it's been since you put this all together, that's incredible. In three months' time, yes. And that shows you that there's actually a desire out there in the field to have a centralizing force like this. Yes. Yes, uh, the timing, I guess, was just right because projects like this have been started before and just haven't taken off. And for whatever reason, the time was right and and was needed. The time for this it was long, long overdue. Yes, Matt, yes. Hey. And uh, it's, what's unique about it um is that so many people are wanting to come together. And uh, one misconception is that the IPI, you know, Jim Ryan, uh, myself, have control. We have no control. It is the groups and the individuals themselves that are giving their input and helping to write the standards and the protocols that we all agree to adopt. Correct. So it's by the paranormal community or the paranormal community. Right. We're just trying to put together one one structure that everybody can borrow from. Nobody has to use it. Right. They're not saying you have to follow our format. This is a format that, that's provided open source to anybody that can use it if they wish to. Right. Absolutely. There, there are no there are no must, no no rules, no if you want to join you have to do this. Everyone has the opportunity to take what it, what they want, what they need for their group. They keep control over their teams, and but it is provided, and they have input and say on what becomes the standard. Exactly. And now 
you have a group uh, out in California where you're located, and you actually came east and traveled uh, through a lot of haunted sites uh, uh, earlier in the fall uh, through the East Coast. And as you were going through and meeting people from all these different groups, is that kind of what you know made you feel that there is a, a family of paranormal investigators out there? Yes, yes. Um, I had contact with a lot of teams before I actually went on the road. Mm-hmm. But part of that, uh, part of my motivation to do that was to see how other teams investigate, you know, to see how they work and how they operate. And, and, how, and were you surprised to see how widely the techniques varied from group to group? Oh, yes. It was like night and day from, from one city to the next. Oh, yes. And now with with the new IPI uh, as the centralizing, uh, I don't know, resource site, uh, what, is, what is the web address that uh, brings everything together? Okay, it's www.international-paranormal-investigators.com. And we have a link up on SpookySouthCoast.com as well for people that want to check it out. And uh, what Now, what is the procedure if a group wants to join? Uh, they simply come in and join. You need to register in the forum, and then they decide, you know, you can, you can come in as a guest, as a matter of fact, and just look around and see if it's for you, see if it's something you're interested in. And if so, then you can register your team in the database. And we do share cases back and forth. Um, it's it's uh, it's pretty phenomenal what's going on in there. All right. Well, hopefully it can blossom from here and and just grow uh, by leaps and bounds and become, you know, definitely recognized by mainstream science and then the general public as well. Right, and that's the goal. And to bring the paranormal community together so that we're all basically on the same page. All right. Well, we'll definitely have you back in the future to talk more about it. We thank you for joining us so close to the holidays. Well, thank you. And it's always great to talk to you. Yeah, it was it was fun investigating with you guys. Uh, well, we are going to have to uh, have you guys have you and Carry on talk about that sometime in the future. And that EVP that yes. we want to hear. Still waiting to hear it. Yes. <laughs> all right. We'll we'll hook all that up in the future. Okay. Sounds right. great. Well, thank you. you too. Have a great holiday. You too. Take care. All right. Bye bye. All right, so we are just about out of time here on Spooky South Coast. We'll be back next Saturday night, once again, prime time, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., followed by NFL football. Then once the clock turns 2007, or the calendar turns 2007, we will be back in our regular time slot, 10 to midnight, where we will get spooky on you every Saturday uh, through 2007. So for the silent assassin, Matt Costa, for the science advisor, Matt Moniz, I'm Tim Weisberg. We say happy holidays and stay spooktacular. Rest assured, listener, that my time here has not been easy, and what you have just heard was not fiction. Although, in many a desperate moment, I most certainly wish it had been. It's over for now, it seems. Or at least, until yesterday begins again. Tomorrow, tomorrow. The supernatural is something that isn't supposed to.